and welcome back to Around the Gorge presented by the Big Red Sports Network. I'm your host, Anthony, joined by Ashley. This week, we will be covering the men's cross-country team. If you are interested in listening to another team's episode, you can find all of our past episodes on Spotify or Apple Podcasts by following Around the Gorge. Be sure to check out our Instagram at CornellBRSN for sneak peeks of next week's episode so you don't miss out on future content. So getting into the men's cross-country team today, let's start with a brief exploration of the team, what we can expect from them this season. So they are coached by Mike Henderson, who has been the head coach um, here at Cornell since 2019. But it's funny because he actually started as an assistant coach in 2017. So he's been involved in track um, as a sport um, since 2001. Um, He's coached all around the country, and now we're lucky enough to have him here at Cornell. And he sent two players to the NCAA championships last season. So, Anthony, why don't we dive into the season expectations a little bit? Yes, so the men's team finished third last year in the Ivy League Heptagonal Championships, which was their best finish under Coach Henderson, and they hope to repeat their success this season. Ashley, why don't we take a look at what the team has done so far? So a little recap of the week, um, getting started here in our fall season. So the first meet of the season was the Harry Land Invitational, which was at Colgate, so not too far away. Um, the team finished seventh out of ninth with with 199 points. Um, some noticeable finishes, sophomore Cameron Murray finished the best for the Big Red. He threatened a sub-20 minute time and he finished 34th in the 6K. And freshman Tyler Kissinger also finished strong in 41st place with a time of 20 minutes and 15 seconds. So now let's head over to the interview with Reese Hammond. So now we're welcoming Reese Hammond, a senior on the cross-country team, to the podcast. So Reese, the first question I have for you is how did you get into cross-country and what made you stick with it throughout the years? Hmm, good question. Um, yeah, well... Um, I guess I kind of had a little bit of a unique background with cross country because I didn't run it in high school. (laughs) Um, I ran track um, starting my freshman year, fell in love with it right away. Um, But in high school, my soccer team was really good. So I kept playing soccer. Soccer was kind of my first love as far as sports go. Um, So I kept playing soccer and I just kind of, like I felt like when I came to college, I could maybe start trying cross country because I knew I was probably going to run track in college at least. Um, and then, yeah, I, I feel like it just kind of happened naturally. Um, races started going well. And um, so, yeah, so it's definitely a unique background for cross country considering I didn't even do it in high school, but um, definitely happy to be here now. And about soccer, we saw a video of you in high school playing soccer as we were researching for this video. <laughs> no way. Thanks. And... Yeah, I wasn't the most skilled player, but I could run up and down the field. So, <laughs> Hey, sometimes that's all you need. And yeah. just for those who are watching that don't necessarily know the difference, what, what are the main differences between track and field and cross country? Yeah, so track is just um, laps around an oval just a rubber oval um, and cross country can be on grass, can be on gravel pavement. Um, we've seen pretty much everything. Um, 
but yeah and so cross country there's a lot more elements that you have to think about as far as like um like hills and footing and stuff like that that you don't have to worry about with track um and the other thing with cross country is the fields are so much bigger like the number of people racing um because track you know you never really see even for like a long distance race like a 10k you don't really see more than 40 ish people in a race um which is that's pretty extreme but um usually see around 10 but for cross country you can see hundreds and hundreds of people in one race um and you race with all your teammates too so you and all your teammates are out there racing the same race um and that's something that i really appreciate about cross country is um being able to be there with your teammates racing with them um pack running is really important in cross country you want to be with your teammates for most of the race um because you can trade off energy from each other um so yeah so that's definitely probably the biggest difference is that um the field size is so big and um you're with your teammates which is cool and something that i think is unique about both track and cross country is how individualized the training is for each athlete so can you go into a bit more depth about how that works yeah no it's um it's very individualized especially at cornell um yeah coach henderson gives us kind of a general training plan each week um but we each have our own different um amounts of mileage we want to hit so they call it we call it kind of a peak mileage um and that's the most mileage we hit for a week for the for the season um and then each week it's kind of a percentage of that peak so um your total mileage will be completely different for each person depending on what your peak is um so mileage is one way that he um individualizes training the other thing is with workouts um he kind of mixes up the groups depending on what he wants to get accomplished for each workout um so some workouts he'll tell people you know like these guys you're going to do this this and this at this pace these guys you're going to do something a little bit shorter but a little bit faster um these guys will do something a little bit longer but a little bit slower um so it's really individualized based on what he thinks you need to be working on um like for instance um like the the pure cross country guys will do like a really long workout but then the more middle distance focused guys who aren't maybe um looking at racing and cross as much might be doing something similar to what we're doing, but maybe break it up a little bit more into smaller chunks of, um, of running. So it's definitely very individualized in that way where he um, caters each workout to what we, he wants us to be working on for that specific season. That's great. It sounds like he's really on top of it. Yeah. And Another like unique thing about track is that obviously you guys are all racing under Cornell, but there's also an aspect where you're racing against each other and trying to finish as high as you individually can. So what, what is the dynamic regarding that? Like, do you guys get competitive with each other during races? I'd say we do. Yeah. We actually, um, we had a pretty good discourse about this as a team earlier this season whether or not um, inter-team competitiveness is is a, is a positive thing or not. Um, I mean, there's definitely some drawbacks. Like, you don't want to be, um, like, pushing your teammate down too much if you're being too competitive with them. 
Um, but at the same time, I feel like a lot of our guys definitely derive inspiration from each other. Seeing each other do special things is kind of the main thing that keeps you going. Um, so like, for instance, for me, like last or two years ago, um, my teammate Perry, who is, uh, he just graduated last year, but um, he qualified for cross country nationals. And that was the first time someone at Cornell has done that in a really long time. Um, and we were all just super excited for him, but also like really motivated um, because we saw someone that we train with every day do something that cool. Um, and then the next year, um, I definitely like, I had a, I kind of had a little bit of a target on Perry's back. I really wanted to compete with Perry as much as I could um, just because I wanted to accomplish things um, as special as what Perry did. Um, so yeah, I'd say like for our team, definitely there's an element of inner team competitiveness. Um, even in like some workouts, like there's sometimes where if coach wants us to go super hard, um, there'll be guys who say like, yeah, you're not, you're not dropping me today. Like I'm staying with you no matter what. Um, so stuff like that definitely keeps you going, keeps you motivated. And then speaking a bit about some of the players' success on the team, you had a very successful season last year, setting a personal best in the 10K and being named to the Hall out of the first team. How do you think you will build on that success this year? Thank you. No, appreciate it. Um, yeah, well, I, I guess running is a pretty cool thing where you can really track your progress um, with places and, and times and stuff. So I think um, a goal for me would just be improve at every meet um, from where what I did last year. So like if I placed, I placed fifth at um, Ivy League cross country championships last year. So if I can beat that this year, that would be a goal. Um, beat my place at regionals, that'd be a goal. Beat my place at nationals, that'd be a goal. So um, I think that's a great thing about track and cross country is that you can kind of gauge yourself based on where you were last year. And um, it's a pretty easy thing to, to measure yourself against um, when you're setting goals for the, for, for the upcoming year. And I think a lot of guys on our team are in that boat as well. Um, and I guess I, I think uh, also another um, pretty popular goal that cross country runners have is making certain teams. So if someone was just left at, left off the, the, um, Ivy League Heps roster last year, um, which is top 12, they'll be shooting to make that top 12 this year, or um, regionals is top seven, shooting to get into that top seven this year. So um, yeah, there's definitely a lot of things to keep yourself motivated. And then earlier on in the interview, you mentioned that you didn't even start running cross country until you got to the Cornell. So what do you think you've done throughout your time to kind of reach that level of success so quickly? Um, I think I really attribute it to um, just having a lot of um, like mileage under my belt now and a lot of training. Um, I didn't do that much mileage in high school at all. I was doing like 10 to 15 miles a week. And um, my freshman year here under Coach Henderson, I began doing 50 miles a week. Um, so like over three times wow. more mileage, <laughs> um, which was actually good because um, because of COVID my freshman year, we didn't have any competition. Um, the Ivy League was completely shut down. 
So it was just kind of a nice transition period. Um, obviously, I was really upset at the time that we weren't competing, but um, it was almost like a blessing in disguise where um, where I could just really transition as best I could without the extra, um, you know, strenuousness from, from racing. Um, and that really helped. So I, I was able to jump up my mileage a lot that season, even with, even without, um, competing in cross country, I feel like that was one of the biggest steps I had. Um, and then just kind of keep increasing from there. So this year I'm doing 80 miles a week as my peak. Um, so kind of just working towards increasing that slightly, um, as you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could, I, I don't, yeah, I'm not a runner, so props to you, man. I can't do that. <laughs> and Thanks. when, during your time in high school, when did you realize that, you know, you might have the opportunity to run and be an athlete at the D1 level? Um, yeah, I think it was probably, um, I think it was my sophomore year. I had a really good sophomore outdoor track season um, where I set a, pretty big 800 meter PR. Um, and I think that was kind of when I realized um, I could take it to the ne next level. Um, and that's when I, I started getting letters and stuff from from college coaches, um, which is a really exciting process. Um, so yeah, so I mean, that's the nice thing about track and field is um, like, it's really easy to get recruited because all you all you need is just a number, which is your time. Um, like I know my brother, Wynn is a soccer player at Bentley. Um, and he, <laughs> he went to like half a dozen ID camps or maybe even more, I don't know. Um, and he had to like work his, work his butt off, like every single one of those ID camps, try to get noticed. Um, especially cause he's a def defender. So it's even harder to get noticed. Um, and he, <laughs> Yeah, he he had to put a lot of a lot more work in than I did. I just had to send my times and coaches. Um, so in that respect, it's really easy to get recruited for track and field, um, which was nice. And then when I had that nice PR my sophomore year, that really helped out. Yeah, no, it's good to have a family that's already pretty athletic. It seems too. <laughs> and another interesting thing about track is that I think more so than other sports, it's mostly a mental thing you're alone by yourself out there running so how do you how do you push through fatigue and the bad weather conditions that come with running outdoors great question yeah <laughs> it's it's never that easy um yeah I guess like I mean training in Ithaca is hard by itself so there are days where we're out there um 10 degree weather five degree weather snow rain sleet whatever um 20 30 mile an hour winds um and you just kind of got it, like when you're in the race you just really have to like think about the times that you were able to do this in the past um because i mean it's nothing your cap body's not capable of it's more like you said it's more of a mental thing um so you just kind of got to get past that mental barrier and say like i know my body's capable of this i just got to trust it and just keep going um sometimes got to ignore your 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 brain a little bit turn it off um i think one big thing i do is i try to almost zone out for most of a cross-country race um 
because like the more you think about how much you're hurting the the longer it's going to feel like it's going so if you're able to zone out a little bit longer um pretty soon you're further further into the race and you when, when it's time to zone back in and when it's time to shift gears near the end then um you have a little bit less mental fatigue um after kind of clearing your head for a little bit so yeah and what's your process to get ready before a race? Like, do you have a certain hype-up song or anything like that? Ooh, yeah. No, I'll, I'll take you through the whole thing. So um, a lot of the guys – so we we usually go to Wegmans um, the night before a race, and we get to um, get as much, um, like, groceries um, for, like, for the, the next morning. Um, so me and a lot of the other guys on the team get these – amazing chocolate croissants from the Wegmans bakery section. Yeah. I exactly what you mean. Oh, let's go. Those are so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, they're fantastic. Yeah. So that's a, that's good for pre-race for me. Cause it's nice and light and it's a little bit of carbs, a little bit of sugar. Um, so I do that. And then um, music. Yeah. I listen to music. I listen to young thug. <laughs> He's kind of my, uh, my pre-meet. My premier artist. I'm not even that big of a, a rap guy in general, um, but Young Thug just gets me going. Um, especially the album Jeffrey, oh. if you're if you're interested. <laughs> um, and then yeah, and then um, and then I have a La Colombe cold brew coffee about 15 minutes before warm up, um, and that gets me going too. That's like, it's it's a lot of caffeine. Um, I would definitely recommend for people. I mean, I guess it's more of an individual thing because some people don't respond that well to caffeine, but I noticed a lot, a pretty big um, difference when I started drinking caffeine before races. Um, and then, yeah, so I guess all that just kind of gets me ready and hyped for the race. Oh, that, that's a pretty in-depth process. I respect, <laughs> I respect all the effort. Thanks. And looking looking at the rest of the season, because we're still pretty early on, well, what meet do you have circled on the calendar? Well, which one are you looking forward to the most? Mm. Wow, I mean, I think it's got to be I think it's got to be Heps, which is the Ivy League Conference Championship. Um, I think like each year, it's like it's just the best atmosphere. Like it's not the biggest meet. There's only ninety six participants per per gender. Um, but just like how, how close all the schools are to each other. Like I know a bunch of guys on each team, um, and it's just super competitive. All the fans get super loud. Um, it's just like a great meet every single year and, and no matter what season it is, whether it's cross indoor, outdoor, um, they're all really good, but yeah, the, the cross meet is just with that fall atmosphere and everything. It's just so good. And this year it's in Boston. Um, and I love Boston. It's one of my favorite cities. My family should be there. A couple friends should be there. So, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm excited for every meet, but HEPs is just something special. Oh, no, that sounds great. And, and would you say that that's your favorite, that's been your favorite race every season? Because I know you've also been to regionals and nationals. So do those stack up against the HEPs? Um, oh, I... I would say I would, oh that's it's tough because 
I mean, yeah, there's something really, really cool about NCAAs and towing the line with like the best in the country and um like yeah, just like thinking about like watching those replays of the of the NCAA meet and seeing like the like Charles Hicks win, um, and just thinking about like, wow, I was on the line with him. That's crazy. Um, and plus the the atmosphere of those are really cool too. So I'd say that's the one that would maybe rival Heps, but um like I said, there's just something special and um like how all the teams are so close knit and everything about Heps. That's really, really cool. And obviously the sad fact is that it's your last season here as a senior. So like how much of a mentor role do you and the other seniors provide to the freshmen and some of the younger people on the team? Yeah, I mean I, I would hope it's a, a pretty good role. Um we so yeah, so for cross country we actually don't have captains, um, at least this year. And we it's more of a like a senior junior just like an upperclassman leadership group approach. Um because I mean no nobody's perfect. Nobody's gonna be able to fulfill every um possible responsibility of a captain at once. So it's nice to have other seniors and juniors to fall back on when you need help with something um so yeah for as far as like the logistics and everything of of leadership on the team it's definitely a group approach um and then i i hope like i hope people can just kind of look at me as like a leader from example that would be like my main aspiration as a senior on the team um like if someone sees how hard i'm working hopefully that can um you know, spread to them. Um, and the same goes for every other senior, every other junior on the team. Um, cause we've, we've been there before. So, um, and yeah, I mean, this is, this was one of our best incoming classes of all time, um, for distance at least. Um, so that's really exciting. And, um, being there to be like a mentor for those guys is, is really cool. Um, because like they're, they're the future. So, um, if we're able to inspire them to continue our, our success and make it even higher because, um, I mean, we, we're, we've gotten, we've gone a long way during my time here. Um, but I can definitely see us going even further. So, um, if I'm just like a piece in that puzzle that pushes us over the edge and makes us even better in the long run, then that'd be, that I'd be really happy with that. And Naya, we're we're really excited to see what they could do in their four years here. And looking back, what has been your favorite kind of experience off the track and outside of practice with the team? Good question. There's a lot of stuff. Um, I think one thing that we do a lot um, just with our off time is actually disc golf. <laughs> um so my my friend and roommate Colden, um, he introduced it to me and the rest of the team our fre- my freshman year, um, and it kind of took off with the team. And we we do that a lot on the weekends, just kind of unwind and um, kind of shake out the legs, which is nice. Um, and there's a there's a course right on campus, um, but there's also courses around like thirty minute drive from from Ithaca as well. So we we like to drive out on the weekends and just kind of see the countryside and stuff. Um, 
and yeah, so I, I have, I have some really good memories off the track with disc golf. Um, a lot of like really, really great friends from over the years have, um, I've been out on the course with them for a while. Um, so yeah, I think that's a pretty, I'd say that's, a, I mean, it seems like it's kind of rising in popularity for runners to be doing disc golf as like a active recovery, um, activity, but, um, I think it's like something special that we have as a team that a lot of our guys do. All right. Hey, yeah, that's all the questions we have for you today. Again, thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure speaking to you. We hope we, you have a great rest of your season. We would like to, again, thank Reese for joining us on this week's episode. Now, if we look forward to the rest of the season, this Saturday, the team will head over to Rochester for the Yellow Jacket Invitational. And then some of the other highlights in the cross-country season are on September 29th, for the battle in Beantown in Boston. October 13th is the ECAC Championships at Van Cortlandt Park in New York City. October 20th is the John Reef Memorial Meet in Ithaca, which is the only home meet of the season, so let's make sure to pop out there. October 28th is the Ivy League Heptagonal Championships in Boston. November 10th is the NCAA Northwest Regional in New York City. And November 18th is the NCAA Championships in Charlottesville. And we hope to see some of our big red runners there. So moving on now, Anthony, let's recap the week from other sporting events that happened that were a big deal here at the Big Red. Um, Men's soccer picked up two victories last week, um, 1-0 at the University of New Hampshire and 4-2 at Canisius University. So congratulations to the men's soccer team. And in addition to that, women's soccer won 1-0 versus Syracuse. So they extended their home unbeaten streak to eight which is the longest it's been since 1995 which is super impressive so looking forward to continuing their successful seasons and that's all for this week's episode thank you for listening i hope you enjoyed and learned something about men's cross country please share with your friends and family and follow the podcast on whichever platform you use these two things help us grow the podcast and publicize cornell athletics the most once again you can follow big red sports network on instagram at cornell brsn or reach us at www.cornellbrsn.com. For for Ashley and Anthony from BRSN, we'll see you next week. Bye. Stay.